budget on the cast. And then you got, since you had that cast, you got everything else you needed for free. And that's kind of how like they made those movies. Yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's all about the Dunkachino. <laughs> Hoo -ah. Hoo -ah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's if you're me, listening. <laughs> Alphonse Pacino. His, his name must be, it's not Alistair Pacino, is it? It can't be. Oh, I, I would hope it was Alistair. It's me, Alistair Pacino. You know yep. me, the dark <laughs> arts magic using Pacino. What? Oh, Alistair. Okay. Alistair is, is more of a wizardy name is what you're saying. I'm a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Now it's just kind of morphing as it goes because that's really rough on the throat. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the oh, oh. <laughs> whatever that is. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's the me. classic. The classic Al thing Pacino. Al Pacino is always saying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. <laughs> Woo. let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the '90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. This week, we got like uh, an amuse-bouche of things to go through. We're going to talk a little news. We're going to talk a little Miss Marvel. And then we'll finish it off with a big old tasty talk about Obi-Wan Episode 5. I am John, the proprietor of this Pop Saga Emporium. I am also joined by co-proprietor, that's really a lot harder to say, Forrest who is secretly undermining me by stealing red vines out of the counter's candy jar. <laughs> oh my God, I've been unmasked. Yeah, I've, no, I've been counting them. Oh I've been no! Counting them. <laughs> it's like, those are all my red vines. I thought <laughs> it was the perfect crime. No yeah. one can count red vines. It's a fact. That's true. That's they true. refuse to be counted. Yeah, they are. Uh, depending on how fresh they are, sometimes they are just like one... One red vine made of many red vines. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know if it's 126 individual pieces or one mega piece. Yeah. And they could have joined. They could have fusion hard while you weren't looking. Exactly. Just glued together like a, a red vine does. Yeah. But That's how they get glue. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. I didn't until this very day. Stuff, right? That's yeah, right. You learn stuff. Uh, you listen to Pop Saga. You're on Pop Saga. You learn stuff. That is our promise to you. <laughs> you will learn things and stuff. You will learn things and stuff. We will guarantee it. And at the low, low price of $125 a month. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good deal. I mean, it's we're, I mean, we're giving it away. That's the thing. We're giving it away. And uh, for any price, that's the thing. So I mean, uh, we do it for you. <laughs> you so. could, you could negotiate that one twenty five. Could uh, you? Well, I'm sure if we're, we'll give it away at any 
price, that means negotiations are on the table. Well, I'm just saying it's a deal at at any price. It doesn't matter. Oh, like that's it. what you're playing. That's what I'm saying. It's it could it could it could cost 125 dollars a month. It could cost a thousand dollars a month. It could cost twenty thousand dollars a month. Uh, it's twenty thousand dollars. I like the ring of the number. It sounds good. I feel like you know, and it's fair for what you're getting. I mean, come on, it's like four episodes a month. It is, and that's 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 a lot more than most. Uh, <laughs> I love I love how non-committal that is. That's a lot more than most. You hear it here, folks. Yeah, a lot more of what and. Uh, of most what? Well, we won't say. That's for you to figure out. You're smart. You'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) 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 Oh, boy. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's interesting. Kind of going through this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was, you know, you, you know, you get the standard ups and downs. But I, I made myself a promise, and I did it yesterday, and I'm very proud of myself. Oh, great! What is this promise? So, all right. You know, the last few times we've done this are like probably like the last like six or seven episodes. Every time okay. I've been asked, "What are you drinking over there?" I'm always like, oh, "It's like a Corona <laughs> or it's whatever." You- it's whatever's it's all, in the fridge. Always whatever somebody brought over that there was too much of, and that you're just trying to burn down the stock. Exactly. Well, I still have a bit of a stock, but I made some room for some new buddies. Because yesterday, I went out and I bought some canned cocktails. Just oh, for me. Nice. I don't know if they're any good, but I bought them just for me. <laughs> and it was the most adult thing I've done in months. That's and fantastic. Gotta make time for self-care. So what did you get? I'm right. dying to know. All right. So this one, well, you know, me, a little G&T is, is John's um, drink of choice. Mm-hmm. So I got a locally crafted on Maui. Oh. Kopu or Kupu Spirits Gin and Tonic. That sounds fantastic. And it was a premium island crafted, made in, yeah, Maui, uh, Kihi, Maui. So. That sounds awesome. It open. It smells like booze. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> that's a drink. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's a drink. Yeah, it um mm. Hmm. Mm. What kind of what kind of uh, botanicals are they putting in uh, a gin from Hawaii? I love the the sort of the different local flavors that people add to their gins. What do we think? What are we what are we getting? We're getting hints of juniper? Is there some Yeah, there's definitely juniper. Mm-hmm. Is there something else in there? Is it there's yeah. something islandy? A little yeah, dirt. Pine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it has um <laughs> dirt. I mean, volcanic ash maybe, or a little you know. A little, uh, I think that rock. would hmm? would give it a little smoky. Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 
what his volcano is. tastes like. Probably bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, mm. I think one of the things they did, I wonder if they, hold on, one more drink. Okay. Yeah, you gotta, like, that first one, you're getting your mouth used to the experience. I can't tell if that's fake lime. Probably. Well, read on the side. If it says, like, made from, you know, alcohol, tonic water, and then it says natural flavors, then, of course, you're getting that freeze. You're getting that, uh, what, Fruit Loops flavoring in there. So here's the problem. It doesn't have any ingredients. The... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Um... It's just gin blended with local island tonic, ready to enjoy craft cocktail. Oh, wow. They make make a tonic water on Hawaii? That sounds cool. I want to taste that, I think. No. No? (laughs) I don't know if you do. Oh, no. Well, getting tonic water right (sighs) is hard. Mm, Sounds like a little bit of an assault on your senses. Oh, ooh. Damn, I got four more of these things to drink. <laughs> uh, well, that's the that's the problem with doing adult stuff, I think. You know what I mean? You get sometimes I, you luck out, and sometimes luck outs you, right? I was definitely, yes, exactly. Well, I lucked out you on this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I bought a slew of others, so um, as long as no one else in this house decides to drink them, It'll be good. I have a. I even bought one that I normally don't drink tequila, but I bought one because it had a, a luchador's mask on it. So I was like, done. I don't yeah. even care if you're good because you promised me wrestling in my mouth, and I'll take it. Yeah, sure. Wrestling. <laughs> Every bottle is like wrestling in your mouth. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah, but there's. Oh. <laughs> well, I went with something a little bit more predictable for me today. I've got here 25 fluid ounces of Stella Toile. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yes. It is like the Belgian Budweiser that's made in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's actually made in uh, Maine, but I'm sure it's not made in wherever they're purporting it is. Uh, made actually i don't know that it's all assumptions uh here on pop saga that's what we promise you <laughs> here it says brew to the usa under the strict supervision of the brewmasters from uh leuven belgium for the uncompromising quality yes okay so they've got some guy from belgium looking over their shoulders <laughs> making sure they put the right water in there no, not that water, dumb nuts. That water. Yes. I you better Very have good. this fixed when I come back, or that will be trouble you will not like. They okay, well, crazy. <laughs> now yes. just brew that water and put it in a bottle or a can because mm. Stella Toi. Stella just eats water. It's a fine lager. Yeah. It's a fine macroy European-inspired yeah. lager. Sure, just like mine is a fine gin and tonic. I think I think Stella's got you beat. I think Stella's got you beat. When oh. your first notes are, <laughs> here are your flavor notes in order: uh-huh. uh, juniper, 
Yes. Is that lime flavor and yeah. dirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, so I used to, uh, well, I still do, you know, every once in a while when I fly and get out of town, sometimes I like to treat myself, pamper myself by flying the uh, JSX experience, uh, the Jet Suite X life. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You live large. I mean, there's yeah. no talking. You're renting theaters for you and your friends and flying Which, on private jets. Well, with other people. It's not like I'm flying by myself. I'm flying with a bunch of other people who also think too highly of themselves. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, when I'm on there and if I'm flying to, you know, Las Vegas or something, you know, they're like, hey, do you want a cocktail? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a gin and tonic. And they're like, okay, here's a little bottle of gin. Or usually Tangeray or whatever. Here's a little bottle of tonic. Honestly, the tonic water is nicer than the gin they give you, but that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. And then here's a packet of dehydrated lime that you can just sprinkle in as much or as little as you want. Boo. And that shit tastes like lime squared. And that's why I keep questioning whether that's what's in this stuff. Because it Probably. has like a, like a punchy lime... Like, they left the lime pills, brew it in whatever they were stewing this in. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> look. That might be their problem right there, that they're stewing their alcohol. I don't think that's how you do it. It isn't? I don't think so. I don't no. think you Like, is it? Like, they. That's why, uh, that's why oh, the Pro- Progresso Company makes, uh, so many good gins. Oh, well, so they use their stewing pots. Well, yeah, no. So it's distilled and stewed. In Maui, Hawaii. Stewed? Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's what they call it? That's what it says. Distilled and stewed. St- <laughs> stewed. I, I don't know, man. Uh, sure. Well, if it gets not? me drunk, who cares? All right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they call when they put those, those copper distills. Oh, that's also what I'm tasting. A bit of copper notes. Probably just stripping that right oh, off. Oh, no. That, I mean, no. that just sounds like blood. <laughs> no. Are you I, sure you didn't get some uh, some of that cool synthetic blood from True Blood? From the, that, that show where the, nope. the, Never the vampires it. had teeth like switchblades that they could just pop out at any time? Never watched it. Don't know. Hmm. I watched it's about that show. It's about vampires. So, so automatically, out. I, yeah, I was just like, uh, wait, is it about killing vampires or a complex social interaction with vampires? Oh, the latter? I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it had a lot of, uh, it's based on a series of books, and it had a lot of lore that it seemingly uh, didn't end up really caring about. So, one of those Perfect. lost type shows. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sounds like exactly a show that I knew to ignore, and I yeah. was right. I mean, I think your your instincts were sad, like they were dead on, especially for the. I mean, it just doesn't seem like it's your taste. But hey, if you ever decide to give it a try, let me know, man. No, <laughs> we'll do no. A, we'll do a second podcast, like for three episodes, and then totally abandon it. Yeah, uh, that sounds about. I think we'd probably get one, and I'd be like, "What the fuck did you just make me watch?" <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> True blood out or whatever the sign off would be for that. I, I won't have time to be watching uh, true blood though, because I also did something else this week that I was surprised. I, um, I'm going to keep a promise. 
show? Which I don't do normally. Oh uh, <laughs> is this I, finally happening? I'm going to start watching Star Trek Discovery so I could move into strange new worlds and all that stuff. Hell because yeah. Strange signed, new worlds is so good. Because <laughs> I signed up for the Paramount Plus. Good. Fantastic. Because I can't wait to talk uh, Discovery with you off air. <laughs> uh, yes, because I got it for free through T-Mobile's. Thank you, T-Mobile. Episode of Pop Saga brought to you by T-Mobile. Not sponsored, but I'll get money out of them one way or the other. <laughs> Maybe the, a future episode, if we talk about Star Trek, brought to you by T-Mobile indirectly. Yeah, so I, 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 I signed up for that finally after I was reminded they're like, hey, you get like a free year. I was like, do I? <laughs> you don't say. Okay, well, let's check out this Paramount Plus. And I flipped through it and I was like, oh my God, there's nothing here. Mm. Uh, but uh, the Star Trek, so I will be checking it out soon. I don't know why my voice is staying like this, but whatever. It might be the drink. <laughs> wow, it really turned you into young McGruff. Young, wrong-sounding McGruff. This is per picture perfect. <laughs> Snap uh slim jim crime don't do drugs don't oh, do drugs you'll get me looking at you <laughs> or whatever the fuck he said uh i loved it but i can't remember it uh, me neither classic that's, me. well don't worry classic me i don't ever remember any of these episodes after a recording was like that's what we talked about shit yeah it's like being yeah. abducted by a ufo you're just like i lost time I yeah, don't like, know. I was a bright light, and then I woke up, and uh, two hours later, I was <laughs> mad about something, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> the soul still burns. Yep, yeah, it sure does. I was, talking, I was just muttering about a Hyundai Daily City. What the fuck is even that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just having nightmares where... I'm just sitting in a badly designed car and some greasy weirdo just just starts throttling me from the back seat. Hey, be quiet up there. I'm trying to sleep in the back. <laughs> I wrote someday I'll I'll do something with this, but I wrote an entire Hyundai Daily City commercial. Oh, well that's definitely has to be done now. You definitely have to record that. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that... No, actually, I'll just... <laughs> I'll save it, save it. Save it. I, yeah. I want the whole thing like, hey, it's me, the Hyundai Daily City roommate that you never knew you wanted, but you're yeah, getting he's anyway. Got, he's got a name now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Just do it. Whenever you do it, just do it, and you yep. just drop it on me. It does not matter when... I don't want to know anymore. Okay. I don't want to know anymore. I'm already, I'm already, I'm just going to wait for it. And yeah. then the one day I hear the do, 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 I'll know we're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's a little teaser. It's something for everybody to look forward to. Uh, the Hyundai Daily City commercial coming to your ears at some point in the future. Um, but in the, in the, in the intro here, John, you said you've got some news you want to talk about. So I think yeah. it's time for John's News Corner. John's News Corner. He's got some news, opinions, and maybe some booze. John. Give me the news, and I'll give you some minutes. I better stop that before we get sued by okay. OCP or whatever. Yep. 
Well, you know, like uh, the soul still burns, the news still goes on. So there's just some things I saw in it. I figured uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, some long, some short. One is the uh, unfortunate passing of Tim Sale. He's a real best way I could describe him is kind of like an artist artist who um, passed away earlier this week. Uh, he did such hits as uh, Batman Long Halloween, Daredevil Yellow, and probably one of the best like Superman series with Superman for all seasons. Uh, this totally uh, blindsided me, but I really love his style because it's just very unique. And he uses, uh, what's the best way I can describe it? Uh, uh, Chiado Scuro, the, the blending of light and dark. Uh, mm -hmm. to create really interesting, um, visually compelling pieces. I don't know if you're very familiar with Tim Sale. You probably... Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I think uh, he's done enough like uh, tentpole comics that I think a lot of people have read that uh, I feel like most people who are kind of into comics would probably recognize that name or at least recognize his style. It's definitely sad. Uh, he will be missed for sure in his mm -hmm. style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it'll it'll definitely make me dust off Long Halloween. It's been a minute since I've read it, so definitely one to follow up through. So if you're out there and you're at the comic book stores and you're looking for something that's a little different and it doesn't necessarily match what you normally used to, check out some of his books. Totally worth it. Yeah, and I just want to say to the universe, can you stop taking amazing artists from us, please? Uh, uh, please, that'd be great. Also, so our podcast doesn't just become the in memoriam section of the Oscars. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, Please yes. stop the universe. Be great. Thanks. Sign for it. Yeah. Uh, Co-signed. Uh, John, yeah, he's only uh, what, 66. Yeah. Way too he, young. It's very much. All right. Well, that's, that is the sad news. We're going to move into... Potentially other sadder news, depending on where you sit on the fender of this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is Wonder Man MCU bound? Well, it, apparently yes. it seems to be MCU, <laughs> MCU the, bound. Yeah, from the director of Shang-Chi. We we're getting Wonder Man, which is great. Can't wait. Yeah. Who's going to be Wonder Man? Go. I want to. Here's my fan cast for Wonder Man. Daniel Day okay. Kim. Okay. I don't think that's gonna happen though. Why? <laughs> he's got the he's got the jaw for it. He does. I mean he's got the books and I'd be all for it, but wasn't um uh what's his face? I mean I brought it up. You mean Nathan Fillion? I brought it up and then I saw that trending, so I figured I was a trend center. Where it was <laughs> like he needs to be it because I guess he was also on the poster. He's in, uh, like, in an Easter Gar egg in, in Guardians, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Nathan Fillion. I hope not. <laughs> he's got that rookie, the rookie show he's doing already. He's too busy. Well, I mean, not busy enough for them, uh, you know, that, uh, that Disney money. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of want I the version of Wonder Man I want. I think probably wouldn't be a great fit for Nathan right now. Nathan Villian, 
And after watching Obi-Wan, I just am kind of not in the mood for another, like, kind of over-the-hill superhero type who's grappling with how to get the magic back. (laughs) I don't know. Like, when you brought it to me, I was like, oh, what is is this? Wonder Man? You got to... You gotta wonder, wonder why, Wonder Man. <laughs> and then you know, I thought about tomorrow. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. In the end of the day, MCU is the perfect medium, right? Like to do at least do. Disney Plus is the perfect medium. I mean, you're gonna yeah, have to do it. Have them show up there, test the waters before you sneak them into an actual movie. <laughs> you know or, man the next team up movie they're gonna do is gonna be wild like i it, it's hard to imagine moon knight sitting next to any of the current mcu i mean yeah moon knight um two hawkeyes <laughs> yep. you know blade eventually flying captain america flying captain america it, it is gonna be really i don't know if it's gonna feel like everyone just got the avengers at home type of feeling with this (laughs) i mean geez i hope not although there are well there will be enough like sort of analogs for the original avengers that where you'll be kind of it i mean the comics kind of had that feeling too but then they become the Avengers and then it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, they start off with like, wait, what? <laughs> These are what, well, this is what I'm used to, but, uh, it grows on you. So do we do a West coast Avengers? I hope so. Yes, please. I want pale, uh, pale fish belly vision. Yeah, we already uh, almost got that. Yeah, yeah, we already got that. He's he's yeah. out there flying around doing whatever. Yeah, doing whatever Vision wants to do. <laughs> Have not addressed that, but yeah, he's out there, and uh, you can and you throw the two Hawkeyes in there. You throw um, who else is in the West Coast Avengers that I brought up that we were talking about it the other day? Well, I mean, Wonder Man. Wonder Man, um, of course. Because he's coming to, with everything. And then you could just go MCU on it and just throw everybody. You know what I mean? Make that the new Avengers. Oh, get a War Machine? Yeah, get War Machine. Mm. Get uh, Shang-Chi in there, of course, because he's already on the West Coast. Now, do you make West Coast Avengers with this new Wonder Man and the two Hawkeyes? Do you make this the death of... I mean, yeah. (laughs) All right, perfect. Then I'm in. I want to watch it. Because, I mean, like, he needs, that character needs, like, a big send-off. And I think everyone is just, like, enamored with Kate Bishop and uh, how fun that character is and how funny the actor is. Uh, So, you know, I think everyone, I think people would be okay to say goodbye to (laughs) the other Hawkeye now. They're like, oh, no, we're good. No, we're fine. Thank does you. he appreciate your service? Now, does he get a heroic send off or does he just slip and fall on his quiver? Does he get like a black bolt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Multiverse just, of Madness style send off. Oh, it's foolish, foolish. Uh, <laughs> too late, damn it. <laughs> we, we talked about it last. I put in the, you know, I put in the, uh, the show description the incantation for the spoiler witch. So 
I feel okay, like good. we are. We're, we're covered. We got spoilers, spoilers, no spoilers in the uh, intro, but or sorry, not the intro, the uh, the episode description. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think you would give him a, a heroic send off. You know, have him have he him be the sacrifice that lets you know how powerful whatever the next villain is going to be. Uh, Kang the Conqueror, probably. Yeah, it seems like it's going that way. It's going to be like a Kang with a Mephisto faint, I feel. There's definitely, like, they're doing enough uh, Mephisto-adjacent stuff, including some sort of visual call-outs in, in uh, Multiverse of Madness that I think it's got to come. <laughs> it's got to be coming, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel between that the the uptick in magic and you know even the content that isn't necessarily mcu derived but you know kind of seems like marvel's bag about seeding it out there in the world so people get used to it like uh the upcoming midnight suns game yeah and there's been a lot of rumblings about the thunderbolts i saw that too i was gonna bring it up but that that didn't i didn't see anything that confirmed it for me yet have you i like someone was like yes i'm (laughs) i'm almost certain i i saw an announcement of a a writer that's attached to it uh but let me look it up i don't know maybe i was just maybe that was um just a speculation i know people are speculating that um that this is going to involve uh uh, old Captain America, like actual old Steve Rogers, uh, I sort hope of not. in a, a managerial role. <laughs> no, I won't give you PTO off. Yep, it's nope. okay. Uh, no pizza party for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey there, you, you uh, Zemo, Zemo. <laughs> what you did last time was uh, messed up, so don't do it again. Or I will. While we do this whole uh, adventure, <laughs> it's me, old Captain America. It's still good, good though. Okay, here it says. Yeah, what you got? The news says that uh, Paper Towns, which I guess is the movie that this person's made, Jake uh, Schreier, has been tapped to direct a Thunderbolts movie. Uh, so I don't know if it's been officially confirmed by Marvel itself, but that's the thing. It's out there. It's been sort of announced that this guy is directing a Thunderbolts movie, which I'm, again, I'm here for. I'm 100% here for. And John, would you like to play a little game of, of uh, let's fan cast who's going to be in the Thunderbolts movie? This is, I feel, I feel like, you know, we were right about it. We'll get into it a little bit, but we were right about a lot of stuff in Obi-Wan. <laughs> So, well, uh, I don't know if that is uh, good or bad. I mean, like I, I'm saying, uh, not related to the uh, to the the implications of being right or wrong. Let's just say, you know, we we our instincts. All I'm saying is the bona fides for our instincts are not are not bad. We've got some hits, right? So let's use these these pop culture muscles and and let's let's fan cast or let's populate this movie with who we think is going to be in the thunderbolts okay so first problem i see with doing this yeah is the fact that the thunderbolts original premise was that they were villains 
playing as heroes to earn the trust of the people to do more villainous stuff. Right. Yeah, it was always sort of a ruse. Yeah. So can you get away with that in the MCU? <clears throat> no, I think you just you kind of twist it and make it more of a Suicide Squad type thing. Okay, they're, that's... They're a group of lovable screw-em-ups. Okay, I, I'm with you there. That's uh, that's what I'd rather do. That's the thing. I don't want to see Zemo, Zemo playing Citizen V. You know what I mean? No. No, right? no, no, I don't think so. They're just going to be the... That's what I thought. Suicide Squad for marvel so um if i had to think about it zemo definitely should be in it yeah and we know like just to to set the groundwork a little bit they're they're already hinting at this movie being made like with the julia julia louise dreyfus's character going around and recruiting various dark avengers that's the thunderbolts is that's my theory anyway yeah i think i think you're you i think you're sound on that um i would then i if that was the case uh u.s agent we know he's he's gotta be in it yeah he has to be he's been recruited by her it just makes sense um god this one's gonna hurt me to say out loud maybe taskmaster <laughs> i mean you i mean probably taskmaster <laughs> But maybe they, you know they can give them uh, give the the character a better costume or like just make them Hawkeye and I'll be okay with that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hawkeyes, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. But I mean, yeah, I think Taskmaster is probably going to be in it, and I think I mean they're definitely going to give that costume an upgrade. They always do. They always upgrade the costume, and they're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, I would certainly hope. Um, who you got? Who you got? Yeah, I think you're right on all about all that stuff. Zemo's definitely be, going to be in it. People love Zemo uh, from the movie, so he's got to be in there. And plus, he's got that cool new outfit. Uh, I think uh, Abomination is going to be in it. Because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that, that character's in She-Hulk, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah, and we saw um, it was Spider-Man. Was it Shang? Yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. That's right. I was just trying to remember Wong. Wong, who is now the most connective tissue character, <laughs> yeah, was he's like in in, everything. Was in everything. So I was like, yeah, we see him going to, um, you know the, the pit or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. So abomination makes sense. He's your Hulk replacement, I think, because I don't yeah. think they do Red Hulk, especially since. Uh, yeah. the, the passing of uh, of William Hurt, right? Yeah, no, no, you don't do that. Or you you find a way to do that with another character, but I don't think you go Red Holt right right away. No, I think why you, you got you've already got a bomb. You're setting him up, so let's get him in there. All right. So then, where does Yelena Belova sit? I does think she joined this group. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Like maybe, I, maybe. she doesn't have a connection really to anybody else. I feel like this is the the where you would see her based on her appearance in Hawkeye. Anyway, she seems like still a little bit of a free agent. 
Yeah, but I feel like uh, her that was like a redemption arc in terms of wanting to kill Hawkeye. Yeah, right? sure. So I don't know if she'd want to go the the route of, you know, like the, what the Thunderbolts might be, but at the same time, I guess it's all she knows. So, okay. Who, do, okay. who does What's-Her-Name recruit besides? She's in two movies, right? So she... It's, two uh, appearances so far, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's a um, U.S. agent and uh, Black Widow, Elena. Okay, so we know those two gotta be in it. Yeah. Do you find someone who's? Uh, do you bring a uh, an Atlas like character? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Do you bring an Atlas like character? I don't know. Like someone like, is. Do we have anyone else who's, who could be on the roster? Do we bring Punisher in? Nah, I don't think you bring Punisher in. Do you bring Luke Cage in? Do you bring any of this now that they've confirmed that the, all these shows exist within the greater MCU? Do you bring any of those characters in from the Netflix Marvel shows? Uh, the only one, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but I don't know why you would do this, would be Winter Soldier. Hmm. Yeah, because he's gonna. Although, man, I would really love to see him in that Captain America movie. I mean, why not both? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Why not both? Maybe, maybe one takes him to the other. Maybe it just doesn't seem like it would seem. You know, again, this I'm just assuming, but it would definitely cause a rift between him and Captain America, right? Because it does. It seems kind of, especially well, since the. Like all those people, <laughs> like Zemo is on the team probably, and the the fucking uh, U.S. agent who was like a real dick, <laughs> he's on the team too. Oh no, totes! I'm just guess I'm just kind of going with past member, uh, Thunderbolt members like affiliation, and I know he was in the Thunderbolts at one <clears throat> point. Yeah. Um. Also, just kind of like his personality, even though, you know, he's trying to do good, kind of fits that. Um, yeah. Here's what I, here's what I mean? my alternate for Winter Soldier. Here's what I say. Bring in uh, Ghost Rider. Introduce Ghost Rider. Now nah, Ghost Rider comes in with Blade and uh, Moon Knight for Midnight Suns. Okay, so you think they're going to do a totally different thing for, they're going to do two super groups. Yeah, why not? Maybe well, that's have it. Maybe they, they make to. all these super groups and then they the super groups team up and it's like a super group team up for the next movie, not like a, you know, I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't I don't see them just doing, you know, like okay, here's this, here's that because look, this is the last Guardians movie that's going to be made with this Guardians crew. Right. That's that's what's been stated. So you might as well start seeding it with other other super groups just to get people out there people knowing so though i would love a a, a ghost rider or something like that yeah and no, i don't i i see him being in the more supernatural. mystical supernatural yeah here's the thing though like uh i i have you heard anything about a midnight suns i'm just assuming with the fact that you have blade hanging out with uh the Black Knight. <laughs> yep, the Ebony Blade. Right. He's like, hey, <laughs> you should open up that case because that's belonged to my daddy. And I'm going to open up the case and it's got the Ebony Blade in it. And then, funny enough, behind me 
is a man named Blade. And so then it's just going to be, oh, I'm the Dom, I'm the Black Knight, I'm with Blade. And a knight uses a blade, you see. And then I, <laughs> it's the only time it's the Black Knight is when the moon is out. And there's a moon night right here, you see, and it's going to be so great. It's all coming together, all the God. all the ins and outs all Man, coming together. The Black Knight will not shut up about sort of like the thematic cohesion of our group. It's really, we get it, okay? <laughs> and we will be what they call the Midnight Dancers. <laughs> the Midnight Moons. Yeah. Oh, you're almost there. Oh, my God. You're so close. And then we'll be the guys, right? <laughs> the the knights of the moon, black sun. Yep. Yeah, you got there. Uh, but like it, they it definitely. I think you're right. They definitely seem like they're uh, setting it up. But I have heard nothing about it. I think you're the first person I've heard that it said that a Midnight Suns movie might actually happen. I hope it does. But do, no. have you heard any like rumblings nothing. that it might? Nothing official. Nothing well, then that you I've heard here first. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, if if this turns out to be true, I feel like you're the only person I've ever heard say this. Well, thank you. Uh, it's because you know it's how I do things, and I'm very forward thinking. And yeah, uh, I don't know how to take a compliment. Anyway, yeah, no, it just logically to me makes the most sense. Maybe it's a thing that happens. Maybe it isn't. Uh, I do have one curveball for this. Okay. What if this is how they bring in Deadpool? Yeah, I could totally see that. That would be rad. People would love it, and you know Ryan Reynolds would love it. He would probably jump at the chance to do it. And I think the Thunderbolts is a place where you could have a character that is a little more meta, and it would work because everyone is very arch and, and like uh, there's, there's like a lot of really strong, big personalities in that group. Exactly, and that just you just need like the Merc with the mouth. Seems yeah. like he fits in. Yeah. Well, that's a good fan cast, and you know what? I I want to just put a I, I want to like kind of highlight this, circle it again, and just say if they make a Midnight Suns movie, you have Pop Saga to thank. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you're listening, Fahi. I know this is where you're getting all you're scraping all your good ideas from us. I know you're like, oh, I'm out of ideas. Oh, the Kingmaker is suddenly uh, without his his magical powers. What what would I do? Well, what is this? Oh, a pop culture podcast. Maybe an idea or two. In here, I shall find. And then two hours later, he's he's got. It looks like the inside of somebody's like cr- crazy, like uh, you know. Uh, thought board, you know, where they have all the different pictures up and it's all connected by red yarn and everything. These Pop Saga boys have really got it, Mortimer. They got it. That's right, Fahey. These Pop Saga boys got it. And they even got a catchy tune, too. We should steal that and put it in the Thunderbolts movie. (laughs) It'll be so good. (laughs) It's Thunderbolts. That's the end of John's news. Give us five minutes, we'll take 30. Yeah, that was... was, (laughs) Sure. Give us five minutes and we'll give you nothing for 30. (laughs) Um, 
But uh, so before we move on to the juicy uh, center of the podcasts, uh, we wanted to we we're both watching Miss Marvel. I know yep. we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but we're watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, John, what do you th- what are you thinking so far? Are you enjoying the show? So I think the last time we talked, right um, beforehand, that did made it make it to wax was I wasn't feeling the powers. That was when the tra- we were talking about the trailer. The trailer, and you weren't uh, interested in the powers. Yes, that's true. All right, so that is that is assuaged. Um, I'm good. I thoroughly, and I mean this with the utmost respect, thoughts and feelings. Absolutely love this show. Absolutely love it. It's so much fun. That's it. Yeah. Well, there you it, go. I'm, ha- I'm having a good time. Uh, I think uh, what Iman Vellani is fucking hilarious. I think it's it's got that Scott Pilgrim vibe, or you know, Homecoming vibe with how they were animating all this stuff. I think it totally works. Um, yeah, I just find it really enjoyable and also kind of uh, culturally, hopefully, a lot more representative of you know cultures we normally don't get to see on mainstream tv or even streaming services i was i'm really happy to see that and i'm all about it these days uh more so than most so yeah i'm I'm, I'm really digging it that's awesome yeah i think the the show is fun i love the energy i love that kamala is an artist and i like how they use that her art to express her thoughts and daydreams it does have a very scott pilgrimy sort of uh Edgar Wright type uh, editing that's kind of fast and funny and uh, I totally agree. I think having a show that's showing the daily life of a Muslim family in a way that feels very sort of slice of Americana I think is really great and I think the relationship between her family members might be my favorite part of the show, their interaction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is fantastic Uh, I think I like the show I think the show is very clearly made for teenagers primarily and it's like a kids show kind of and I think that's totally fine I I wouldn't say that it's my favorite Marvel show but I am definitely enjoying it and and wait and looking forward to it every week um I took the the exact opposite stance on her powers in when we saw the trailer, I was very much like, yay, this is going to be great. And now that I've seen the actual show and how they're kind of utilizing those powers, and that the fact that it's basically Green Lantern's hard light, we can, uh, you know, the the bangle is the power ring, basically, is how we're, I mean, that's how we assume it's operating right now. I'm, like, not really liking that. <laughs> I mean, like, especially when she was shooting out those little pancakes uh, in the first episode. Uh, yeah, really, crystal pancakes. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a really huge fan of how they're doing it. Might be just the effects or whatever. And I get why they have to. Like I said, like the last or when we talked about it, they can't have another Mister Fantastic if they're already doing a uh, fan, uh, like a, a Fantastic Four movie. They can't have this other person <laughs> like kind of also have the same powers and they have to somehow explain it. I get that. Um. Uh, it is weird that it is so much like Green Lantern stuff, though. It's like a space ring that is, like, especially well, for her that could make hard light creations, whatever she can imagine, she said. Well, in the, um, 
in this latest episode, uh, invoking the spoiler spoilers thing, even though it's clearly in the mm-hmm. yes, in the, the spoiler which has of, been uh, has been. Uh, I'm just making plaguing. sure, just making sure. I don't want to. I don't want to be going out to dinner tonight and getting attacked by the spoiler witch. That's no, nobody about. wants that. Ooh, you did it again, John. No, the third offense. That's a new King Kong movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Is they mention that the powers emanate from her, not from the bangle. The thing does light up, but they're mentioning that they're coming from her. Well, the, there's a relationship between the bangle and her, like what is inside of her already. I mean, well, I, I, I think that the, that's the, it's the combination of the two, not necessarily that it's just all from her. It's like maybe that's a yeah. focusing, focusing device. But I, I think I, it's setting up the fact that it's like she's like Cree or part Cree or her grandmother's mom was Cree. Nah, she's eternal. Etern- really? Yeah, yeah. We, that's dude. I, we saw all the Eternals. We already know. Yeah. Well, because if, if they, well, we know that in the comic, she's an Inhuman. Yep. That her powers were activated by Terra Genesis. And that it hasn't. And besides Black Bolt, they are not. They are kind of uh, pretending like that whole Inhumans business did not exist. Right. So if I had to, if I had to gather, she's part Eternal. And that bangle activated it. I'd be willing to bet you the bangle is just directing her to, or someone's using it to invoke certain things, but it itself is not the focus. That's that's what I'm willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet a good hard $5 on that. <laughs> it's all, it's in her the whole time. It was like the thing that activated it, kind of like Terror Genesis, right? Terror Genesis, for those who aren't familiar, is a creepy mist. And if you have inhuman cells in you, it will activate it. You'll form in a cocoon. You'll pop out of the cocoon. And if you're uh, you're lucky after that, you get cool powers. If not, it won't do anything to you. And in certain instances, it could kill you. You know, it kind of goes the gambit there. So I, I feel like the bangle was the thing that activated that in her. But I don't. And I know it's glowed and we've seen it, but it's always been for more. Stella storytelling moments or like establishing things and never like it's glowing when she's doing any of her weird hard light stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I'm I mean, just saying I'll wait and see, uh, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm picking up. I'm just really confused why you're so anti-bangle. No, I don't think <laughs> like, what, well, would because, be, what would be wrong about having a, like Thor has his hammer. What would be wrong about having a yeah, mystical Thor- artifact? But Thor doesn't need his hammer for his powers. It's been established. He likes using it. He's used to using it. And it's a focus point, but he doesn't need it for his powers. Well, he needs it to get his armor on. That's if it, again, he probably doesn't. They he just needs, use he has. He's needed to get Stormbreaker. Like it, because he wanted. It, it, he should have had uh, lightning fists. If you're, <laughs> well, when you're talking about well, let's put it like this. Do lightning fists sell more toys than a new a weapon accessory? Let me put it to you this way. If you can do it right, yes. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't see uh, Mattel or whoever has the Marvel license making lightning fist toys. Yeah, you just but, get like a clear version of those that Hulk sculpt. No or that, those that. whole gloves, and then it just no, has a bunch of much, LEDs in it. 
No, that's too close to sex toy territory, dude. See, and the sound you're making right there, exactly. Too close to sex toy territory. What? I'm what sorry. did you do with those whole cans, John? <laughs> Yeah. We, yeah. we just got a little peek under <laughs> John after dark with the soul case. It's fucking 319 in the afternoon. <laughs> it's not even that dark. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I'm, time has lost all meaning to me. I'm up here in the PNW. It, it, oh, gets, yeah, it gets to 9 8 p.m. and it's still, the sun is still out. And you're like, what is happening? So I've lost it. <laughs> I have no idea. Is it 10 at night? Is it 3 in the afternoon? I don't know anymore. It's one of those times. What I'm just saying is I'm not against the bangle at all. I just don't think that's the case. Okay. That's all I'm saying is it doesn't, every time it lights up, it's for story beat specifically, but you don't see it like light up every time she makes the giant hand or even the pancake stuff. So they don't focus on it at all. And you know, like whenever Green Lantern does shit and nothing, put it like this, whenever Green Lantern does shit, most of the time it shoots out of the ring or from whatever force field he has on him. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not the case. Like bangles on the left hand, shit forms on the right. You don't see the bangle lighting up. And if that was going to be something that they were really going to capitalize or market on, I bet that thing would be lighting up and I'd be buying one off a Hasbro pulse immediately, but it, it ain't doing that. So that's why that's all I'm saying. Not against the bangle, not against it being for me. Anyway, green lantern esque. I just not seeing that one-to-one with this. Hard yeah, light, I mean, yes. Constructs. Yes. But they did establish in the last no. episode that she is practicing with her powers and she's able to like move it around her body and stuff and have it emanate from different parts, like her eyelashes and her nose and stuff. So they are, they're trying. They're sort of explaining why it's not just coming out of the the left hand. Eh, I'm just going with what uh, what's his face? I don't actually. What Bruno? I know no one likes to talk about him. Apparently, okay. Uh, Encanto reference. Everybody, everyone gets that cool. Yeah, it's I've not seen Encanto, going, but, but but you that know is, that there's a I know song it. that they don't talk about Bruno. They don't talk about him. I don't know what he did. Um, I'm I'm just going off what I'm saying. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, he definitely says that the power is coming within her, but, uh, you know, there's that whole connection to her mom's mom or uh, that relative of hers that keeps calling out to her through the ether. Uh, so, I don't know. I, it would be cool if the, sort of a family heirloom had something to do with the powers and I like a I like something when you have a power but you have to have something on to activate it and sometimes you have to, you lose that thing and that creates a fun tension uh but uh yeah maybe she's an internal uh it would make more sense for it to be Kree related just cuz she's in the Marvels but I guess you know that's also outer space aliens so it's it's not as nice of a connection but it's still a pretty good connection I'm just taking wild shots we'll see what happens yeah, I mean, the, the Eternals are closer to the uh, Inhumans than the Kree. Yeah, you just did a whole movie featuring them. Yep. You know. <laughs> One of the and, best. And, like, you could probably say that, you know, the, the Celestial out there are creating a whole bunch of different things, and they could even uh, try to loop that shit back into the Kree if they really wanted to. 
I hope not, but they could. So I'm just going with that. But overall, I've been enjoying the show. It's fun. I didn't know really what to expect, but I I definitely look forward to it because uh, it's not. Since there's really outside of me liking the character in the comic books, I don't really have any preconceived notions that I'm actually bringing into this because the character's new enough that it's not like for me, like almost 40 years of established lore or whatever kind of going through my head. So it's been nice. Yeah, that is nice, right? Because it is sort of a new character. Let's see some more Miles Morales stuff. (laughs) It just was, it just like uh, got me off on a tangent because like uh, I would love to see some like young Avengers uh, stuff happen as well. And we got Kamala. So let's get some Miles Morales people. I'm for it. As long as they don't give me Thor Morales, we're good. You don't like Thor? You don't like this thing they're doing where they're doing all the what ifs of Miles Morales was like every other superhero? I don't like how they did uh, Thor Morales. His Let's costume say. design? No, everything. Oh, it's... No. <laughs> I haven't read the. I haven't read the book. I can't say I'm I, super excited about the costume design myself, but uh... it's. I do not think that's the way. They should have done that one. Oh yeah, I think I think it's taking liberties that everyone thinks are f- fun and cute, but are actual, real, serious like cultural things that you should not. Oh, bring into it, yeah. Like, you know, his hammer has graffiti on it. Oh, he talks in rhymes. So it's not it's not only Asgardian talk, but it's Asgardian talk and rhymes. Oh man, it really the creative team for this is very important. <laughs> we gotta find out who wrote and created this because there is uh there is a there is a set of uh, circumstances which would make this uh just intolerable. There, there, like I said. I don't think it's coming from a bad place, but it seems to like just the, the, the first panel I I read, like the first page and like, I think part of the second page. And I was just like, okay, why is it this way? Right. Jeez. Like, you know, again, maybe this is your writing. What you do know, I haven't looked into the creative a crew or whatever but that one was just like mm, uh, that's a no for me dog <laughs> and that's also what miles morales thor said exactly oh man okay well that's a that's a good warning i mean to be honest i wasn't super excited about like what if stuff i think is interesting but is ultimately less exciting than because they're all they're always saying just like oh yeah this isn't real but we're just having a little bit of fun, and I'm always afraid that I'll like what I'm reading and then I'll be like why isn't it real you jerks? Yeah, normally that's the case where you're just like huh, what's that? Why is it this way? Oh, you chose to make it this way because it's just like trying to get them in the zeitgeist again, which is fine, but there 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 was just something that just. Didn't sit right with me. Something a little rotten in the state of Denmark. Well, <laughs> I think it's important. That's definitely, if it hits you that bad, 
that's definitely something that uh, yeah is uh, worth considering. Marvel, <laughs> I know you're listening, Fai. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, Miss Marvel takes and uh, unfortunate Thor's aside. Uh, let us roll on into the meat and potatoes of this episode. That's right. We're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi episode five. Uh, the one where it all starts coming together. <laughs> Yeah, we only have two episodes left, so we gotta make it count. Yep, yeah, this is this is the penultimate episode. The la- the next one is the lost, the last, correct? Uh, C. Yeah, it is. It is, and we don't know if we're getting another one. So another series. To, it was always series. meant to be a mini series. That's how they announced it. They never said that it would be a episodic thing. But every now, all the writers are talking about. Well, there's there's more stories. We can tell more stories. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. No, I think I, we're I, good. I think we're good with uh, Obi Wan. Well, I, so like episodes one and two, I could see the promise of yeah, let's let's see what Obi Wan did during those those years. It doesn't really matter because we know what the end result is. Mm-hmm. But let's let's see what he does. Then three and four made me go like, let's not see what else he does. Let's just make sure he you know spends the remaining eight years of his life on Tatooine, just watching a kid carving up uh, sand well meat. Yep, Japor and then, snippets. Uh, and, uh, yeah, making Japor snippets, feeding it to the the his uh, horse thing that the name escapes me that hasn't farted yet yep, in the, the episode. EOP. The EOP, yeah. And let's just, I'm good with that. Until he retires and just becomes a crazy old dude out in the waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this episode made me go, yeah, we for sure should make sure we don't do any more of these. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, right off the bat, uh, coming. The, so you you did not like it. I am much to the delight, probably of our listeners, am on the exact opposite track. This last oh, episode, I'm back, baby. The show is well, back for me. Well, I don't want more. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, I see what okay. you're saying. I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't want, want more, more either. But yeah. But after this, this episode, I'm I'm back. This was a better episode than definitely uh, parts three and four. Yeah, parts three and four were a little bit of a lull, but uh, this episode, it's right back up there. You just like. One, two, five. That's the uh, order you. I think you should do it in. I don't think you lose anything about skipping that. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just a couple how, parts of uh, three and four. How about you do this? You take one and twos, like uh, you take the wrap wrap up of one that plays in two, mm-hmm. and then you take twos wrap up in three. So you watch those, then you just watch five. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right, because it was two episodes of. They're good, but nothing really happened. But at least that was okay. And you get everything you need, and then you move right into this episode. And, yeah, you just – three and four were not a thing. Yeah, you just watch the – just like they perfectly uh, synopsized 
and created this wonderful trailer for the uh, original prequels at the start of Kenobi. Do that mm-hmm. for episodes three and four. <laughs> just just snip out the fat and give us the plot points, and then mm. you just skip on over to episode five because episode five's rad as hell. Yeah, I mean, stupid, but rad, too. I mean, so this is Star Wars. People need to start accepting that Star Wars is dumb fun, and it always has been. Star Wars that is not it, smart. It's, it's no, dumb, and it's fun. It, that is true, but there is points where it just seems too purposefully dumb. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about it moment by moment. So... Let's talk about, for, we got to talk about the Anakin all the way back to Attack of the Clones Anakin flashback. No, pre-Attack of the Clones. Well, it's pre. that era is what I'm saying. The sure. actor, the look, the outfit, it's all from Attack of the Cones. Attack of the Cones. Of course, Attack of the Cones, that great movie where the traffic cones really came after Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. But... Uh, no, I mean it's obviously yeah. It's before the end of a uh, Attack of the Clones, but it, God. yeah, it's before it even starts. It because need... he has yeah. Go ahead. No, because they both have their old lightsabers, which I thought was a great attention to detail. Obi Wan has his fa- uh, Phantom Menace lightsaber, and Anakin has his one that is there before it gets chopped up in the droid factory. Yes, but yeah. it could have easily taken place within the runtime. Of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you'd have to show that right before. They should like, have. You know. They needed this. The flashbacks that they show in this episode have more chemistry. They have more foreshadowing than the entirety of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Oh, yeah, I'm they needed this look. scene so much. This I never realized how much the movies... I mean, of course, we've talked about at length how much the movies need more context in this relationship, especially needs more time to build. But they had, like, Anakin showing Anakin using his strength and power overriding his, like, better judgment is so perfect for showing his descent into the darkness. His aggression when he's smashing down on Obi-Wan's blade is so visceral and then having obi-wan show him that like you can literally use guile and uh strategy in order to win something you just raw power won't do it was so t- i love this storytelling device and i love how they used it to explain what is happening in this actual episode in the future I thought it was super uh it was a, such a great um way to tell this story it's true. It's true. I really enjoyed seeing, like you said, his, his his anger and kind of his rage and the strength of a Padawan and his clearly in his late thirties smashing <laughs> down on this blade. Listen, was was really telling. It, the first thing I said when he popped up on screen I was like, "Oh, he looks so weird," <laughs> because yeah, I mean, from this movie, he was literally like an early twenty year old man. Like yeah, he was, he yeah. was barely out of his teens. So it's hard, you know. It's tough to get back there. That being said, I appreciate that that they didn't go full digital golem on this one. No, it just it it works better on Obi Wan because you can't see his lips. Well, yeah. Right? Also, like, it just like he looks great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you that's McGregor true. He's been really taking care of himself. 
This, I mean, we know whatever happens in episode six is going to be the reason why he ages the way he does for the next eight years. So maybe he gets forced lightning. Um, yeah. He's got to <laughs> turn it out again. We know that's, yeah, we know that's what happens from what happens to the emperor. We know that it's like, it makes you look real gross. <laughs> Not to say yeah, but, look gross, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and then to see, you know, fucking... Um, yeah, to see Anakin in his well through Prime, but, you know, he's, like, just not an overachiever, I guess. He just hasn't been able to graduate. But it is it was a f- nice story device. Um, I saw, I did see one take on this, and I was like, I don't think that's what was happening in this episode, but maybe I was wrong. Saying that uh, uh, both Obi-Wan and Darth Vader were connected to each other through this uh, memory and um so they were sharing it at the same time and i was like i don't think that's how that works but sure whatever i mean they're both recalling it and like taking different things from it but i don't think i do yeah, well i don't think they have a forced dyad like uh like kylo ren and ray do i don't think yeah, that's what I, they're trying to say yeah no i it just was one of those things that made me angry at the uh person who was giving that take <laughs> it's sort know. of like yeah people can have you know it's it doesn't need to be literal they're not literally thinking about it at the same time but yeah. it's used like it's it's used as an illustration about why vader doesn't get obi-wan in this episode and, and one that like provides inspiration to them both for different reasons at different times uh i mean that's an interesting take on it i guess but i don't think I don't think we we need to take it so literally. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I didn't. But then when I saw that, I was like, eh? am I out of touch? Yeah. No, it is you who are out of touch. <laughs> it is the children that are wrong. <laughs> they're the wrong, wrong ones. They're like, oh, they're so connected through this, you know, this shared memory. It's like, no, bruh. They're just both recalling it. You could take and look at who's thinking about what and who got what from who. And that's fine. Yeah, but, but I really, yeah, was, I think it was a great, they needed this yeah. scene so much in the actual movie. It was, it was great to see them back and like, just, it was great to see the potential that you always do is there be realized because these two actors clearly have chemistry. And in this interaction, you saw like Hayden Christensen did more acting, like, like real emotional, like authentic acting in this short like flashback than the entirety of all of his appearances in all of star Wars. And what I thought was, what I think was most impressed by about his performance during the flashbacks was it was Mm. clear. He did watch the cartoons because I, I definitely felt some of that performance in there. I felt some of what the cartoons made Anakin out to be in Hayden Christensen's performance of this version of Anakin. It was this amazing sort of, blending of what his character really was back then and mm. what it we've come to expect from it be based on the clone wars true i mean i i enjoy this version of anakin the most i also like that it took place on the same um like balcony where the uh the padawans were in episode one <laughs> and yeah. you know it's just kind of cool to have that Seems like that's the only place where you really want to practice lightsabering is right there. But, uh, 
Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was cool. It's good to see him do it. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that, and I also, of course, obviously enjoy seeing Darth Vader on the bridge of any Star Destroyer. Yeah, it's always good. It's always yeah. good. Him brooding, Darth. I mean, there's so much good Darth Vader in this episode. Um, but that is definitely something that is just fun to see. Uh, I love, uh, I really ended up enjoying, uh, Kamel Nanjiani's character. I feel like, uh, uh, Haja is his, the character's name, uh, is a, feels like extent old school extended universe as fuck. Yeah. I get, I get exactly what you mean. Uh-huh. Right? It like this yeah. is an extended universe ass character, and I love it because of that. Like the the sort of huckster who is pretending to be a Jedi with all and using technology to sort of fake being a Jedi is like such a like I would I would read it. He was like a secondary character in Heir to the Empire or something. I love it. It's just mm-hmm. such a great character, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't give him a ton to do in this episode or since. When we first saw him, but I want I like I hope that he definitely gets to live on not only the character itself, but like I'd love to see him in other stuff. Yeah, I think he's getting I think he's getting stabbed by Reva. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he is. Uh, I mean, the fact that I care about the character so much it does kind of lend credence to your to your theory because we know Luke, nothing's happening to Luke, so yeah. he's fine, but. There are these other characters that uh, that 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 can be sacrificed on the altar of uh, emotional manipulation, but uh... yeah, I mean they tried to get you this episode too, and I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll take the exact. I was really crushed by this, what happened in this episode, but uh, before we get to that, I, I just want to call out love traffic cone uh, cone droid traffic cone droid. Uh, as sort of hinted at earlier in my whatever I was ranting about, is fantastic. It's like R two D two with like a bad BB eight <laughs> equals traffic code droid. Yeah, that's a thick droid right there. It's <laughs> a fat bottom droid, no, but no or, doubt about it. Or as you would say, a chode of a droid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's. He's not really like thick all the way through enough to be a a chode. No, no that I don't know that bottom. That well, bottom flares it's got out a, pretty thick. Well, that's it's got, yeah, it's got, it's got a flared base. So yeah. you know, it's uh, maybe it's a little bit of a butt plug of a droid. <laughs> not gonna disagree. Yep, <laughs> but I do like it. I love that. When they kind of uh, play with the sort of different types of locomotion in a droid, and I definitely like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it would, j- the standoff. There's basically this entire episode is at the siege of Jabim, Jabim. Yeah, the siege of Jim Beam. The siege of Jim Beam. The it's a it's a sort of like an amber mahogany colored planet uh, that's smoky and sweet. Notes <laughs> 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 of honey. <laughs> we'll get you real fucked up. Um, <laughs> welcome to way, Jim yeah. Beam, <laughs> <laughs> where everyone's making choices that don't make sense here in Jim Beam. Um, Must be the air. Yep. <laughs> It's just, it's ninety percent Jim Beam, as it says on the tin. We 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 deliver what we promise. But uh, yeah, they've as we learned in the last episode, you know, they've got them tracked. 
They've got a the, the they've got they turned her uh, Leia's little robot into a tracking robot, and uh, they're gonna follow them to Jabim. And uh, the, the Vader's plan is to uh, lock down, basically just kind of trap them inside, and then just force Obi Wan to come out, because that's the only way that they'll be able to. Maybe he will be able to buy time to save the people. Yeah, a uh, well, it's a plan. It's certainly a plan. You know, yeah. Vader. I mean, they established in this. You know, Vader is so he's so laser focused on his goal that he forgets like the big details. And I think this is definitely this is definitely re- it's relevant and it is present in this plan because his plan is not. You know, it's not the best good. plan. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Everybody questions it at every second, and he's just like, no, it'll work. Don't worry about it. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, he does have his newly minted Grand Inquisitor. It's Reva. Yep. <laughs> you know, she's Reva. She's on the job. Um, You know, doing, doing the things that tactically sound soldiers would do just standing in a doorway shooting a doorway uselessly and then realizing you could just cut it open whatever (laughs) i like to think that she needed like a little bit of the steel to be worn down in order to cut through those that center part but that's not really supported by any evidence because a bunch of her lightsabers (laughs) a lightsaber sticks through which she eventually does but yeah, they, she goes down with a couple of squads to draw Obi Wan out and to take you know to to lay siege to this 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 group of uh, force sensitive smuggling path members or proto rebels, I guess. And yeah, a little uh, column A and B. Yeah, a little bit of both, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when we find out that all the things that we have assumed are right. <laughs> she yeah, is indeed. The youngling from the intro, which was telegraphed pretty obviously. I don't think we deserve any credit there necessarily, but gonna take it though. Yeah, gonna take it. Gonna take it all the way to the credit bank. But uh, uh, I was—I should have saw this coming. But I was genuinely su- surprised by her motivation. She's not just like—I thought for sure there she was gonna be like Anakin, and just was like, "Hey, you seem like an evil kid." <laughs> <laughs> do you want to join me and like be evil together she's like yeah fine uh she's a little omen kid yeah exactly <laughs> but no instead she got stabbed by evil anakin when he was going around killing all the uglings because we as we know from that uh from revenge of the sith that was his favorite thing to do that's what he focused on most big powerful jedi killing a bunch of kids mm-hmm. uh and uh it did break, so he, yeah, he stabbed her, and, and she uh, pretended to be dead, yep. and has spent this time, the intervening time, sort of changing her identity and working her way up the Inquisitor ranks to eventually uh, get revenge on Vader, which I have to admit, I was a little bit surprised by. I should have saw it coming, but uh, was a little bit surprised by. Yeah, I but I do appreciate that motivation or that confirmation that it wasn't like she was hiding amongst the uh you know the bodies of her friends and then she saw obi-wan like prowling around there with yoda and he just looked at her 
and saw her lying dead on the ground. I was like, let's go over there. <laughs> and that's why she was all pissed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this made, this, this uh, motivation makes a lot more sense. And, uh, it's it's definitely it is cool. I think it's cool having somebody who is a villain who is just so consumed by hatred that they're not really Sith or they're not on the inside of the side of the Empire, but they're not Jedi either. They're like the Force sensitive villain. I think it's like a cool new type of bad guy uh, in the Star Wars universe that I like. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I also appreciated um, it, like confirming some things because i just remember how the fuck she know he was anakin that would have been the first thing i you know yeah and that's what gave her away obi-wan has been thinking about it a lot of evidently because when they sort of have their parlay at the door let me just say real quick that's a very funny scene (laughs) because obi-wan tells the guy next to him hey tell him i want to talk but (laughs) you fucking do it man (laughs) because all he does is go up to the door and be like hey it's hey, me. we want to negotiate. <laughs> Send in the Inquisitor. That made no sense. Because I was like, wait, does he have our, does he have their number? Like, <laughs> does this bad mm-hmm. guy have a direct line to the people out there? But anyway, yeah. yeah. It, it it was nice having that. Uh, nice realizing that Obi Wan through parts two through four were having the same problems we were yeah like, he was like what is this? happening <laughs> this is so what weird. are they what are they writing what <laughs> is going on oh i figured it out Whew. yeah so it, it it was good to have that yeah but she is yeah. is not in she's not in the mood for good advice because she he's like hey we team up we probably got we got a chance but you there's no way you're gonna take him on her own on your own and she's like you have no idea the stuff i've done when i'm alone <laughs> <laughs> You're like okay, oh whatever. You you got it then, I guess. Yeah, it's all on uh, you. Yeah, and that's yep. <laughs> that's when, as you said, she cuts open the door and very weirdly yells to the stormtroopers into the breach. <laughs> felt very out of place, but it also felt eighty yard, like they really wanted to get that in there. So I'm just very confused by that line. Uh, I was confused by this whole thing. I like how she is just like, get him! But she, after being pushed back into the crowd of stormtroopers, she really just hangs back and just kind of pushes them as they run by her. Because, like, they all rush forward, and she's just like, do-do-do-do-do, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna stroll. You guys go first. And, uh, I'm going out over here. She's like, yes. flake left! It's like they're all going into the room, a room the size of most people's living rooms. And they're mm-hmm. like, she's like, flank left. There's only 10 feet across in here, guys. There's no flanking. Yeah, I, I don't know what a flank forward is. I think that is just go forward. Go forward! Yep. <laughs> it's good that everyone had the same bad tactics when they eventually got into the Jabim compa- or Jabim compound. Because, like, the, the rebels are just, like, their, their idea of, to wait for them was, A, do not hide behind cover. And B, use a weird, like, sheet pan as a shield. Yeah, the toughest sheet pan. That's a quality one. Ironclad or something, I guess. Yeah, I really like the fact that both sides must have had some sort of uh, communication, maybe through that guy who 
uh, told him that Obi-Wan wanted to talk <laughs> about like the ground rules of both just kind of shooting at each other without, again, I get it. We're not supposed to be thinking like logically here, but the, the path people had the perfect choke points. <laughs> I don't know why they just kind of just standing out there like, oh, oh, oh. and then uh, I'm surprised more didn't get shot. It, uh, surprisingly so, yes. But you know, we know stormtroopers are notoriously bad shots. Like I was waiting for Roken to get shot. Um, the dude who you know was like, "I'm not going to help you." Okay, I'll help you. And then in this episode, he's like, oh, "I'll do whatever you need me to do, Obi Wan." Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you got one of our friends killed, but I'll forget about that happened in the last episode. I'm sure I'll you won't get any more of my friends killed. What? <laughs> oh, no, but he was because he had a bow caster, which just made me go, come on, dude. What? Come on, well, dude. Well, we know from the sequels that humans can wield bow casters. It was a big extended universe thing that only Wookiees were strong enough to wield bow, bow casters for a long time, but that is no longer canon. Yeah, now, like, I could do it. And I got, like, carpal tunnel in both hands. I got, you know, bad elbow. I got all this stuff. I, too, can wield a bowcaster. And I feel really sad that that's the case. Yeah, but, I mean, it's only for people like us who have that history with it. It doesn't make sense that a laser weapon would have that requirement to begin with, but who cares? I mean, I do, but that's fine. They just had, they, write, they raided the prop closet. <laughs> do They're like, let's, they make, let's make him look really cool. Um, and it doesn't. And he, then. They needed to do some Force Awakens style, like shooting someone with that bowcaster and having them do like five flips backwards. They needed, that's what I wanted. Like yeah, it, they needed something it, like that. It should make the bowcaster scary. If not, it's just very impractical. Yeah, like I like what the Force Awakens actually. Do. They're like, hey, yeah, we're gonna take some of that extended universe uh, juice and we're gonna add it to this by showing how that it's an incredibly powerful gun. Like you said, that that makes it okay that it looks like ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like just to shoot two, shoot through two stormtroopers, and I would have been like, okay, finally. But now it's like, pew pew. It's like just give him a blaster. Who gives a shit? Unless he's getting a toy. And if he's getting a toy, then I want a toy. Yep. Because <laughs> we're just giving it to any Joe Schmo, then I want to be the other Joe Schmo that gets a goddamn Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show toy. Yeah, yeah why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Who do I got to talk to? I don't know. I'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> just to rewind a little bit. Remember when... Uh, Obi-Wan, he gets that uh, communicator. He gets on his communicator, gets a call from uh, Bale, right? Yeah. And yeah. Bale, do you remember the back of Mad Magazine? You know, remember they had those, like that big fold-out picture that you would have to like tri-fold yeah. to make uh -huh. the real picture? Yeah. That was like, <laughs> we saw the tri-folded version first when we got the message oh. from, uh, from uh, Bale. And then the and then it unfolded, and that's what Reva got. It's like literally just like just enough information to send her on her way got cut out of that message. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, like if I was Bill, he's like, I know I said no, we said no communications, but I have to, um, I have to really explain a lot of plot for other people to be able to catch up real quick. We gotta uh, put uh, fucking the kids in danger yep. or put Luke in danger. It's like <laughs> he okay. gave all of the information away. He was just like, hey, I know I was wasn't supposed to, to talk to you, but listen. Owen is going to need a lot of help on Tatooine, where the children, we have to keep them away from Vader. (laughs) And then when it gets fucked up, it's just like Vader, children, Owen, Tatooine. It's like, what the hell? I know, like, Star Wars is is a land of just these weird contrivances and, like, happenstances that that kind of weave into the greater mythology, but come on, man. <laughs> you just cut... That's the part that was ruined? It was pretty fucking stupid, to be honest. Yeah. It was just, yeah. you know, whatever. It's fine. They needed to, to keep the story going on, but it's just, it's wow, it's contrived. But, uh... Um, yeah, this whole, uh, I love, I mean, like I said, I really got, was affected when Tala and the binary load lifter, which is so far my favorite character from this, from this series died. I mean, it was very sad. Like the, the woman who is the actress who, or the actor who does, who plays Tala gives such a masterful performance when uh when the binary load lifter dies she looks so genuinely crushed that i just like, i love it it is it is so affecting i got teared up at that moment i won't lie. well you know if it got you that's cool indira For... Varma, by the way is the uh yeah actor's name yeah and ned b is the name of the uh the load lifter Ned B, you deserve some sort of robot Oscar, because my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the um, I like the fact that he was using a separatist like droid blaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, Roger, Roger. I was like, oh, so we know what side he fought with. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, cool. And then um, the minute she uh, pulled out a thermal detonator. I went, why did you use that when, like, you first opened the door? <laughs> right, when they're <laughs> running in. When they're with just like, hey, let's let them get all into this small room with this tiny little single door, and then I'm just going to throw a thermal detonator in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, she saved it for dramatic purposes, I guess, because this whole the whole sequence where she uses it is very dramatic, and uh, I was uh, definitely was touched my heart. Uh, and I was sad to see it happen, but, uh, but, uh, it's okay. Cause <laughs> Obi-Wan's just going to turn right around and give himself up. Uh, if only you had thought about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Beforehand. Lol, uh, Darth Vader and I'm Reva into a false sense of security, <clears throat> uh, before needless lives died. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's his plan is like he's gonna get he's gonna give himself up, and he's gonna go out to the stormtroopers whose job it is to drag their dread dead friends out of the way. Which and, was telling. Yeah, I was impressed that they actually did that. I just yeah. thought they just yeah 
it was it was pretty it was pretty cool that it's also the, it was clear they had been in the explosion too so it was a, it was a very grim scene that he goes out on and uh he gets captured taken to Riva and of course this is he's going to be like hey you know what uh i'm you're not he's not coming to get me i'm bringing him to you this is your chance he says this is your opportunity take it you want your revenge go ahead he's going to be too focused on me and she buys it <laughs> he really uses Riva in a way that is, I don't know if he knew what was going to happen, but I guess he was like, well, if you don't, won't listen to reason, I guess. We'll just, I'll just set up this sort of chain of events. Yeah, I mean, he had to know. He had to know. I mean, it kind of seemed like when I was watching the episode that he was saying, hey, you know, fight with me and we can get him. Uh, and she was just kind of ignoring him, but really, she doesn't really say that. He's like, hey, he's coming, and he's going to be so focused on me that he won't realize when you stab him in the back, so just go ahead, and we're good. And uh, he wasn't right about that 100%. I think maybe he changed his tone a little bit when he first kind of soft offers it up when they're at the door, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was just like, well, she's not going to do that. Oh, do I have a plan for I'm Reva? Yep. I have a plan indeed. It was a way to stall. It was a I mean, it's a brilliant tactical plan. It is weird for a Jedi to sort of use someone's life uh as a, a bargaining uh, chip, but uh I guess that's not the first time they've done that. So uh maybe it's just sort of par for the course, but uh, then he, he off screen and unbeknownst to the audience uh, devises an elaborate plan, mm. uh, in which one ship will remote fly away and the next one won't, <laughs> will have people on it. It's a little red herring business. Hope you don't need both these ships cause one's getting smashed. Uh, Oh, real quick though, before we move on to that part, um, mm-hmm. why does Reva have the stormtroopers take Obi Wan away? After, I don't know. Right? She's like, <laughs> I've secured him inside. Maybe this is the. Maybe this is sort of like she is going along with his plan, and maybe that's why it feels so weird. But that part really bumps me because I'm. She's like, okay, now take him away. And, of course, he easily overpowers two stormtroopers once they're totally out of earshot of anyone who could help. Like, if she didn't mean for him to escape, then that's the worst tactical decision. But I guess my headcanon is that's was her plan. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the plan. It just doesn't make a, doesn't make a lot of sense because that means they had a lot of conversation without agreeing to things outside. You know, yeah. like, hey, okay, so I'm going to go in here and I'll beat these guys and we'll draw them towards the back. There was none of that. It was just like, yeah, take him there because she knew he'd get out of it. And then, um, you know, Darth Vader would be rushing after him or something because no one's watching the giant hatch that houses ships that everyone knows is there. Oh, certainly there's not a Star Destroyer that is just waiting right in space outside of here that would just blast whatever came out of the, the thing. No, no, they're they're fine. They're able to get away. Much like anyone else in Star Wars is able to just fly away <laughs> pretty much every time. 
the Empire is like very bad at at sort of uh, territory control, but whatever. I guess they've got the numbers. Uh, but you know, it's all worth it for this Darth Vader scene because having him angry walk is fantastic, and then having him uh, the Force unleashed this uh, this spaceship is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, nope. No, you think you're because I when I first saw it, I thought they were in there, and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> they should have took it off like thirty seconds earlier. Nope, he's gonna pull you down, smash you on the ground, and then the way he angrily rips open the spaceship. Oh man, so cool. Yeah, they. they I looked at the size of the ship, and that was the thing I was thinking about. What you were talking about the last episode with how kind of small the little shuttle looked. <laughs> And I felt like this one also looked kind of too small from yeah. the perspective in which they shot it. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a... When he's holding it, you're just like, oh, it's like a little RC ship. Yeah, it's like, that's not impressive. And then, you know, when he slams it and rips open the sides. I do like the fact that there's like zero focus or, you know, any of that shit you normally see when someone has to. It's just like, oh, nope, I'm going to hold lightsaber over here. Or, you know, I'm going to not look, excuse me, not lightsaber. I'm just going to rip it off with the side. And then just see the other ship go, 23 skidoo. Yep. And he's like, well, I guess I'm out of juice. I'm not going to try for that one. Yeah, I didn't want to reach up at the other one. You he's know, like, oh, just... man. <laughs> it just looks yeah. like he's just disappointed in himself. Yeah, but it is nice seeing, like, how immensely terrifying Darth Vader should be. Absolutely. Like, and, and Absolutely. just powerful in the Force, you know. This is just I what I wanted like, to see. This, I've yeah. always wanted to see, like, Darth Vader has always been scary to me since I was a kid because he looked like, like, he's his outfit is scary looking. But, like, you, you never see him doing something that necessarily earns that fear. But every time you see him in new movies, whether it be Rogue One or this, you're just like, oh, my, oh, yeah, this is the serial killer of the galaxy. This is the most dangerous, powerful person out there. And he's just, like flat out terrifying you can only run yeah now do you think they did this scene in response to rogue one just like, like upping they're like, it they're like oh yeah, yeah they're like oh yeah okay yeah you did that that was kind of cool but now let us show you how to really uh make darth vader terrifying yeah i mean maybe i love the way like the the james Earl jones like his roars he's doing while he's doing it is so awesome He's not like Silent Vader. He's like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> oh God, Vader. Daddy Vader mad. Yeah, he was. He was. But that even the ship and seeing him tear it, for me, was not my favorite part. Oh it, no, it, it, I agree. It leads up to this, yeah. The lightsaber fight with Reva is the coolest shit ever. And I know you'll agree with me because this is something we've been talking about a long time for a long time. This is how Yoda should have fought in Attack of the Clones. Exactly. We finally, after 40 some odd years, have finally gotten Pai Mei Vader. Yes. Or a Pai Mei anyone do it like, oh no, this is how badass with the force I am. I don't even need to draw my own lightsaber. Yeah, I have it on me. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. Uh, the see Vader move this way and just, you know, like, 
Oh, nope, 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 doing the whole like kung fu movie stuff was just uh, a part that I didn't know I needed. I mean, I knew I needed it, never thought I'd get it, got it, and I had to immediately rewatch it uh, after I watched it. Oh just my god, to see how absolutely! Like yeah. him blocking. So first off, Riva, just uh, I want to tell you, there's a guy named Kylo Ren who's going to perfect this in the future. Whenever you got a lightsaber, just put it up next to the person's head. Turn it off. Turn it on. Big, yeah. big boom. There you got it. You don't need to wind up. The wind up really gives you away. But yeah, Or wait until he's on his throne. Uh, we know he has one. <laughs> yep. And if he just has your lightsaber, you can just turn, you know, turn it on yeah, right through him. Just a one, one little click. And you got your all your revenge is satiated. But no, she wants. she's got something to prove. And... Uh, She's she certainly has a lot of rage, but it is it is worth absolutely nothing because Vader can stop the blade with the Force, and doesn't even ever just like he did with Han Solo's uh, blaster bolt. All he needs to do is just throw his hand out, and there you go. You got yourself. You don't need a lightsaber. He can just block all of your weak ass Force powers. <laughs> it was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, even taking hers. And then oh, that whole part. Splitting them up and just chucking the one. Oh my like, god, okay, giving her go. one? Just being like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Let's see yeah. what you got. Also, yeah. I would just love to see the stupid, stupid spinning blade just amount to a hill of beans. Oh yeah, it just was just stopped. Yeah. You know, he's just... He just slowed it down and took it from her. And when I saw Vader with two lightsabers, I was about, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, are we going to get double blade? And we didn't really, but still, it was just incredible to see him to, to hold two red lightsabers. Well, I mean, I like, he even just chucked that kind of in disdain. Like, you know, she blocks it, but he just threw it at her like, oh, get this piece of crap out of my hands. <laughs> Feels yeah. so dirty. Feels so dirty. Yeah, there's even like there's even this part where she swipes at his legs and he just lifts one foot over the blade, just like whoop. Yeah. And, yeah, again, it's like you don't see him ever move like that, but there's no reason why he couldn't move like that. And it didn't look ridiculous. It didn't it looked nah. all appropriate for what Darth Vader would do, and it was just he was so powerful and sure of himself that there was Literally, it was embarrassing. It was just the, the there was nothing that she could do to uh, match like how crazy powerful Anakin Skywalker is, and that was awesome. And uh, even towards the end, it looked like she was almost getting a little bit of an advantage when she started acting more defensively in a more of a Jedi training way. But it didn't matter. <laughs> even like when she was able to kind of spin around his back, and she's and you know she's doing like these floor skids and stuff. A momentary annoyance for Darth Vader. He's just like, nope, you get stabbed twice. Yeah, and I love the parallels between when she's thinking she's a kid. You know, like, mm -hmm. going back to kid when Anakin, but, like, kind of flip-flopping the roles. So you're seeing, like, Anakin being the one that's stabbing adult Reva and all that stuff and just having that back and forth. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really um, well done. And then yeah. we get the... Where so this part made me feel like a real idiot because we've been thinking about like okay what happened to the Inquisitor is he dead is he not dead is he a clone all this stuff I never once occurred to me to think oh Vader's just lying <laughs> because why wouldn't he 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. He just lied. Because he's like, yeah, I know this is going to happen. I know she's going to try to kill me at some point. So we'll use her rage until it's no longer useful. And I'll, this guy's alive. But I won't tell her it's alive. Because it'll be easier for my plan. Of course. That makes a lot more sense than any of the things I was thinking. True. True. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I guess... Uh, there's that whole part where we actually don't have confirmation. We only have Reva being the one who said, oh, yeah, he's dead. Uh, Obi-Wan killed him. Right. And then, you know, we don't see, be like, Darth, I'm okay. My uh, incredible unflexible armor protected me uh, from getting stabbed in one of my two stomachs. Uh, I'll be home shortly. And then, you know, Darth Vader's going, oh, wait a minute. Plan I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To me, it just felt like he was like, I don't believe you. Let me check. No, he's fine. <laughs> he was like, he was kind of dead, but not really. I'll just throw him in that old bacta. I've got a bunch of them. And then I'll just deploy him when it, it, it most, it, it's the most humiliating for Reva. <laughs> I know. It's also weird. It was just like, oh, what happened? Oh, just leave her here. She just tried to kill you. And obviously, you're not really worried about this, but like. Yeah, and he just <laughs> he also says he's just like oh, oh well uh, uh, one revenge does a heck of a job for not dying right anyway I'm sure you don't want revenge bye <laughs> we'll leave you here yeah I'm surprised don't the Grand Inquisitor is, didn't like stab her a couple times be like this is for stabbing me in the gut it sucked okay don't do it again. But we're still going to leave you here. You're not dead yet. Bye. <laughs> uh, and I guess uh, Reva must maybe be part cybernetic or something since she got stabbed by Anakin originally and looked like she got stabbed in the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she could just maybe she just got backed in. She got stabbed in the exact same oh, place. Oh. He's like, haha, I remember. I was well, there. I did it to you. Hee hee ho ho hee hee. Well, there is that tank in that uh in that fucking building anyway, so yeah, maybe you're right. Just yeah. goes in jacuzzis real quick before she goes to Tatooine. <laughs> Here's my question. Yeah. Yeah, so she uh I I do not like this sequence of events. I really like this episode. I like the show, as I've said before, even with its flaws. I don't like the sequence of events where she is like crawls over to her lightsaber. It's like, oh great, I'm dying, but here's the lightsaber. Then she's like, oh, what's this? Another bobble. I'll crawl over to that too and see what's up. <laughs> like, what could it have possibly been that would have been of use to her? She's just like, oh, a broken little communicator. Neat. I want this too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm dying, Ooh. but it'll be fun. What if it's a little show? Ooh, yeah, exposition time. I wonder if it's the new episode. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, it's, and then it's that thing we were talking about earlier where it's just like, Vader, children, planet. <laughs> Owen, <laughs> Owen, address 342, Tatooine Lane. <laughs> just everything she needs to do this one last thing that I guess she assumes Vader knows he has children and she's going to go kill one, I guess. Of course, that. We know that Luke is is just like a happy-go-lucky jerk-off team when we when we meet him in the movie. So nothing's gonna happen to him. No, and it, uh, well, you know, and I I can't invoke this because this will get in trouble or get me in trouble. 
nor should they ever know. No. You know, like, I don't want her going to his house and then them having a lightsaber fight because that is also problematic. So hopefully <laughs> they'll be on the other side of the hill. She gets taken out or something and like, oh, everything is wrapped up according to plan. <laughs> well, that, I will now... well, I think you've teed us up perfectly for let's, I mean, it's the final app. Let's get our predictions in. So I want to start this off by couching it saying, I've heard rumor, not not story rumor, but I've heard rumor that it's going to be a long ep, finally. These have been like 30, 40 minute long episodes. This next one's going to be a long one. Okay. So what, 45? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. But yeah. uh, what is your what is your prediction? Finale predictions, everyone. Pay attention and and uh, hypothetical spoilers if we're right. We don't know anything. I've not looked up nothing. We are completely in the dark as uh, you are listening. Actually, by the time this comes out, you'll know. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll see how wrong we were. But we, at the time that it's recorded, we had no idea. Yeah. So either we'll be extremely right, most likely terribly wrong, and that'll be okay. Um. Okay. Well, Leia needs to get back to Alderaan. Uh, that'll happen, and then that will spark her her, her uh, inclusion into the rebellion somehow. Hmm. Or being that I think seeing the people of the path and everything else will lead that. Yeah, uh, maybe she keeps that, that piece of wood that Reva cut off of the 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 uh, the path um, safe house that she kind of intimidated Leia with. Maybe she's she's still got it. She's like, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's got the little rebel signal on it. It's like insignia. Yeah. He's like, that looks good. We can we can market that and make that. We can co-op that logo. Not enough Jedi around here to sue us for it. Yeah, so I think that has to happen. Um, I think though, uh, it'll it'll start with a, a, a chase, a la um, the Last Jedi, since their hyperdrive is leaking or you know oh, whatever right. bullshit yeah. it happens. <laughs> such a funny part of the episode where they're like hey this is sucks and obi-wan's like ah, i'm sure it'll be fine it's like because he's thinking about other stuff he's completely distracted from the fact that they are about to be captured by the empire yeah so something along those lines need to happen maybe against my better judgment darth vader and obi-wan will have one more fight um maybe a wills or some shit i don't know and then uh, the remaining, all the other parts will be bullshit. The remaining thing will be um, on Tatooine. Reva's going to go after Luke. And then Obi-Wan's going to stop her. So that'll be the end of, uh, I'm Reva. Mm -hmm. And then um, we'll kind of get one of those, like, uh, fast time at Ridgemont High endings. <laughs> Where we kind of see where everyone kind of ends up. <laughs> Turn your back on Mother Nature, everybody. Obi-Wan went on to be an old sad man and then die at the hands of Darth Vader later. It is when he was, like, I don't know, like eight years from now when suddenly he's really old. It turn into clothes. He's going to turn into clothes, people. Um, Yoda was on a two-year-long bender, and that's why he didn't help out with any of this stuff. Everybody wants to <laughs> just show him what's surrounded by bottles. Exactly. Fucked up, I am. 
<laughs> Gotta get my life together, I must. Heading to Dagobah. Stay in my cousin Carl's apartment, I will. Mm, food is terrible, but straight I will become. Turn your back on Mother Nature, everybody. Um, yeah, I like that. Let's let's have a little montage at the end. Sure. And and, and maybe uh, oh, I think Kameo Nagiani is gonna get killed by Vader. Yeah. Or, yeah, because I think. He, or Riva, because he stole a couple of those lightsabers that you know they're just showing. Yeah, right? he's gonna yeah, he's sure gonna he... put up like sort of a he's gonna like stall for time, right? He's gonna because yeah. he did say like I kind of know what it's like to be a Jedi now. And he was pretending to be a Jedi. This will give him the chance mm. to actually do it. Maybe he has a little bit of Force power. <laughs> Maybe or like he'll find <laughs> what he'll dope. do is yeah he'll connect them and make like a lightsaber umbrella. Where he just twist it, oh cool, just spins yeah. it around real fast. So it'll yeah, really jump the shark. <laughs> well, I mean, might as well, right? Or maybe he can fly. He'll fly down with it. Oh, you know, like sick. fucking, <laughs> like fucking like Danny DeVito and Batman Returns. You just like I don't know how any of this works. Like, maybe he flies down know. and it plucks Luke out of danger. It's like, <laughs> I got away. you, kid. And then Everybody I think we will get it. <laughs> And I think we'll get a uh, Force Gone, uh, Force Ghost Qui Gone. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson's yeah, yeah. up for it for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the very end, it'll go. It'll be like, and then we'll see a little Force Ghost of Jar Jar walk into frame. Bisa died at some point. <laughs> Turn your back on mother. That's how you get that. And also, yeah, Jar Jar died. Yep. I know. Those are those are my uh, roughshod predictions. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely, Reva has to go after Luke. Luke has to not know it's happening, and Obi Wan has to stop her somehow. Whether or not it sort of does the the Star Wars trope of uh, of her like teaming up with obi-wan to 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 really teach vader one last lesson that restores the power balance that we saw you know it hinted in the dialogue in the in the new hope then uh, uh maybe i i mean i think one of the things that we have found out from the series that i think is actually honoring canon is that obi-wan doesn't necessarily want to kill vader as much as he does see good in him just like luke does and uh you know in the in um, Return of the Jedi, that's what Vader says. He says Vader, Obi-Wan once thought as you do, and that actually makes more sense if they had more interaction than less. So there you go, writers. You did it. <laughs> you, did it. you actually strengthened canon in uh, in one regard. but uh, Yeah, but really shook it up in another. And uh, But we'll see. We'll see. I've, uh, definitely episode five has got my... Uh, my confidence back up about the show. Uh, look, definitely looking forward to the next episode. But uh, speaking of episodes, I think that it's going to do it for our episode. Uh, right, John? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, uh, take it away, Rebel Forest. <laughs> 
A big thank you to BurtonM6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, Rebel Forest. Remember, folks, if we all truly wish it into existence, we will finally get Darth Vader and the 36 lightsabers movies. <laughs> it's not a word of advice. I just really want to watch that movie. So let's get out of it. Okay. Do Thanks. it. Do it now. Well, wrong movies. You get it. <laughs> Yay. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> You want the hype, I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go!